Hey everyone, if you want to get a text message every time we put out a new episode of the Mindset Digital Podcast, all you have to do is go to your phone and text the word MSDPOD, that's all one word, MSDPOD, to 555-888. So text MSDPOD to 555-888 and we'll shoot you a text every time we put out a new episode. Good times. Shall we begin? intersection of social media, learning, and technology, it's the Mindset Digital Podcast. In today's episode, three members of the Mindset Digital team attempt to get creative director Pete Brown up to speed on talking refrigerators, fresh not frozen beef, and murder. Plus, there's the obligatory additional talking section by creative director Pete Brown. Let's get to the show. I think uh, I think obligatory additional talking is like the title of my biography. <laughs> That would be a very good biography. I might read that. Yeah, obligatory talking. Okay, so first podcast of 2017. Welcome, everybody. I would say our New Year's resolution for the Mindset Digital Podcast is more episodes and shorter episodes. This is one of them. Uh, one of the ways we're going to do that is with this format, which we tried out last year. It's called the Three Things Format. We've brought three people into the studio. They each have four minutes to bring me up to speed on something in the world of social media or digital communications or a modern digital life. A little different than last time, though, because I have no idea what any of you are talking about this time, right? So you're all booked by the producer, Jessica James. So this is either going to work out really, really well or be just a, a terrible disaster. So thanks for joining in. Let's just introduce who we have here. First of all, we have Matt Wiener. Hey, Wiener. Hey, Pete. Shoot, we forgot to do the part where I say Matt Wiener and then you say it's okay oh, to call okay you. It's okay to call me Wiener. Thanks. Okay. Thanks for that. Appreciate that, Wiener. Just to make sure that, that people know it's okay to call you Wiener. Wiener, I usually uh, introduce you as a social media guru, but uh, I, I'm getting the sense that you're you're really doing a lot more of writing and overseeing our writers. Is that right? Yeah. We're starting to get into more blogging. Uh, you can just uh, give a plug for the Mindset Digital blog. Check that out this year. Nice. And you have a post going up today? Uh, yeah. And it's about? It's about LinkedIn skills and why they matter. All right. More than ever. Sounds fascinating, Wiener. I'm not just saying that. Uh, then we have Jen Michaels. Hi, Pete. How are you doing, Jen? Good. How are you, Pete? Good. And now uh, you might remember Jen's been on the, the podcast a few times. She is uh, shares with us audience insights as she gets them from uh, people who listen to the podcast. It's one of the reasons why we're doing shorter episodes and more of them this year, based on our conversation. Jen, you helped design our keynotes. I sure do, and I won't ruin it for you, Pete, but I've brought something today that's related to a new thing in our keynote decks. Excellent. And I remember uh, the first time you were on the podcast was our Pokemon Go episode, and I'm just curious if you're still playing. I play a little bit if I'm in a place where I think there might be a really special Pokemon, but for the most part, no, I've moved on to other games. I gotcha. Okay, very good. Finally, Hope Madden. Hope, how are you? I'm well, Pete. How are you? I don't know why I always draw a blank as to what your job is. I've never uh, <laughs> clarified it for you. You've asked it, several times. You're some sort of project manager. I am senior helper monkey. Okay. And on the LinkedIn team, right? The people yes. who do LinkedIn makeovers mm-hmm. and all those sorts of things. Yeah. Very I good. coach people. That's right. And then, and you are, as far as I know, on at least two podcasts uh, about movies. There's the Fright Club podcast. Yep. And, and a Screening Room screening podcast. Room, mm-hmm. which, and Screening Room is like, here's the latest movies that are out. Yep. Fright Club is... About horror, horror films in mm-hmm. general. Great. So, okay, good to have you guys all here. I've got the timer out. Who's going first? All right, Wiener, thanks for volunteering. Thank <laughs> <laughs> all 
All right. I'm going to put you on the clock. Your four minutes starts now. What do you okay, got for me? Okay, great. That's a lot of minutes. Um, I just thought we could talk a little bit about CES this year since okay. that's uh, – See what time, depending on when this goes out, let's just say has wrapped up. Sure. Okay. We are in mid-January. Hopefully this goes out this week. That's the goal. Yeah. What do you want to tell me about CES? When your clock's ticking. <laughs> sure. So uh, I think the, the big theme this year is slow incremental change. Uh, not okay. a lot of big blockbuster debuts, but I think the most interesting for me has been how uh, Alexa voice services from uh, Amazon is now out in the wild. They are putting it in everything, I understand. Everything, yeah. We have uh, baby monitors, refrigerators, uh, cars, Hyundai's going to have one integrated, even air purifiers and headphones. And uh, Lenovo came out with a smart speaker that is basically their version of the Echo, but yeah. with a nice fabric cover and with a better speaker built in. Mm -hmm. And so... How is the functionality expanding, right? So I have an Alexa. I mm -hmm. typically use it to get the weather, my drive time, listen yeah. to news summaries, and that's about it. So now it's going into all these other devices. So what else can it do? Yeah. So I, I think it remains to be seen how effective the new skills will be, but it's interesting that you brought that up. So I also got an Echo Dot this year yeah. for the holidays. Uh, in fact, Amazon sold, said that they sold millions of Alexa devices up nine times from last year. That includes the Echo, the Dot, yeah. as well as their Fire TV stick and tablet. Okay. So, and I think that the, the interesting thing about Alexa is like for a lot of people, it's their sort of intro to actual usable AI. Mm -hmm. You know, that's been like the hype for years is that AI is coming and it's going right. to be, you know, be able to do all sorts of life changing things. But a lot of people really, like you said, are getting into it now through Alexa, which has been this sort of stealth hit for Amazon. You know, Google's trying to catch up yeah. now with Google Home coming out. But yeah, so a lot of people, they, they plug it in, they turn it on, and right away they can get the weather, they can get the news. You know, I have my Spotify hooked up, and I think that's like a lot of people's baseline with it. And they see that it works. They see that it's really just fun to use. Like, we'll just play around with it yep. and see what it can respond to. And then from there, you start like almost feel like you want to add more skills to yeah. see how much you can push it. Yeah. So what do you think Alexa's going to do on a refrigerator? I'm not sure. Okay. You know, I think it can, you know, I mean, they're talking about putting cameras in. It can tell you, hey, you're running low on this. You gotcha. need to and order more like, of this item. I gotcha. And hey, look, you could also order that through Amazon. Sure. What, a, what a great tie-in. Have you, have you bought anything through your Alexa? I haven't yet. So we're waiting. We have an Amazon restaurants promo. Okay. It's going to turn into an Amazon sponsored podcast. Oh, great. But yeah, they, they did sucker me in. So we're going to try that. And then the nice thing that they let you do is you can you can reorder a past order, but because it's still a little bit clunky to deal with a, a voice menu, you can't order blindly off of a menu. So you yeah. have to, you can only place existing orders. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is interesting. I will say this. Now I've, I've lived with, I got one of the very first Echoes that mm -hmm. came out and when they first came out, everybody's like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen, right? And then you start to use it, and it's great. But then when you hit limits, it's weird. So, for example, if you ask Alexa to play the Mindset Digital podcast, you have about a 50% success rate, right? <laughs> because it has to connect to TuneIn, and we have to make sure our feed has been updated on TuneIn, and it'll work, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not great for if there's a specific podcast I want to listen to, and they don't happen to be on one of the channels that Alexa has a deal with. Right. The I, I think one of the big uses right now, and, and I I don't have this because I have like a one-room apartment, That's is right. there's a lot of great smart home tie-ins as well. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, like... Turn you know, your like, lights Yeah, turn your lights on. Even your... I don't know if I quite trust it to my locks quite sure. yet, but certainly could. Yeah. My Alexa can do a neat thing with an appliance. What does it do? So I have an Eero Wi-Fi system. Oh, and yeah, nice. I can use Alexa to turn the Eero on and off during dinner. So yeah. I can say... Alexa, turn off the Wi-Fi, and then we can go Wi-Fi free and talk to each other during... Whoa! Oh. 
That's not fair to Matt. This yeah. is really Matt's time. <laughs> no, but I want to I hear. Do you now? Apologize. For this. Do you like the Eero? Yeah. I love my Eero. So Eero is a is a wire a wireless. It's like a mesh network. Is that yeah, right? Yeah. So the way that wi- the Wi-Fi travels in say like a hotel or a yeah. hospital, a big yeah. place, is that instead of having routers that decrease the signal, every time it hits another router, it like supercharges the signal and pushes yeah. it further. So that's yeah. what mesh network means. And I live in a, a split level home built in 1959. Uh-huh. So there's a right, lot right, of walls, right. there's yeah. a lot of concrete. Yeah. It's not a home built to carry Wi-Fi. So I had tried a lot of cheaper solutions. And when I got the Eero, suddenly yeah. I have great internet everywhere, including my backyard and my front yeah. curb. So it's lived up to the hype for you. Oh yeah. And, we, and was it as easy to set up as they claim? Oh yeah, we had it set up yeah. in five minutes. I was shocked. And and they said they said this thing in the marketing copy that, that I thought was nonsense, which is your Eero will get better over time because it will watch your network and optimize itself. Yeah. But that is true. And now wow. I can even like FaceTime the grandparents with my toddler in our backyard while he's playing. Wow. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. All right, Wiener, I'm gonna give you like another fifteen seconds to wrap up on CES. Oh, Anything well, else since since we <laughs> honestly I'm, I'm, I'm still on the Eero because right. while my apartment is small, I'm pretty sure it's very old and still lined yeah. with lead-based paint. So we get t- it's one of those things signals. like I, I took in all the marketing and I, I just haven't made that purchase. So I'm like, is it really this good? Yeah, so I'm glad to know that, that someone yeah. I work with uses I'll it. I'll say one thing about the Eero, which is the it just works feature is its best feature and its worst feature. Yeah. So if you're an early adopter, like I'm like right. you, Pete, I like to buy technologies early. Yeah. And I think Eero kind of was first to market on right. home Wi-Fi systems. It's great that you can't configure it. Right. But I think for a real geek, it might be frustrating that you yeah. can't configure that's it. Right. You can't mess with it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about it. But some people might hate that. Right. Okay. Great. Very good. All right, Wiener. All right, let's go to Hope next. Hope, how are you doing? I'm all right, Pete. Okay. Your four minutes starts. Now, what do you got for me? Wendy's. Wendy's. Nice. Yeah. So the big Wendy's Twitter explosion, which is kind of fun uh, for us at Mindset Digital, because one of the things that Deborah talks about in her keynotes is the impact social media can have on large companies and that it's better if your social media feed feels like it's coming from a person. Yeah. So now tell me if I have the story right. Someone on Twitter was taking Wendy's to task for their claim that their hamburger meat is never frozen, fresh, never frozen. Thuggy D. Okay, Thuggy D is out there trying to speak truth to power. And so what happened? Wendy's just posted an innocuous, you know, how great our meat is sure. post. Okay. And he responded that that's As a we joke. all do. Exactly. <laughs> And he responded that everybody knows that it's not true, that it's frozen. Yeah. And they responded politely, you know, no, it isn't. It's yeah, been yeah. fresh since 1969. Right. Just another sort of innocuous post. And then and then um, he responded, I quote, so you deliver it raw on a hot truck, to which Wendy mm. said, where do you store cold things that aren't frozen? <laughs> and then he said, McDonald's got you beat with dope-ass breakfast. And then this was the kind of the mic drop. Wendy yeah. says... You don't have to bring them into this just because you forgot refrigerators existed there for a minute. That's right. Nice. <laughs> okay. And it just went everywhere. Of course, it's it's close to our heart in Columbus because this right. is where Wendy's is based. Sure. But it went everywhere, including CNN. That's Anderson right. Cooper did a segment on it, and he and a colleague yeah. read out. They they that's reenacted right. the tweet set, yeah. which was really funny. But I think one of the things that's fun about it, it drew attention to Wendy's Twitter uh account, which actually is kind of has been littered for several years with really funny responses to customer service complaints. Right. Yeah. And so it's interesting because a lot of times we expect these branded accounts to sort of be pretty generic and vanilla, right? But there's some real personality there. And what I liked in that interaction with Thuggy D was the responses were smart and witty, but not necessarily disrespectful. Right. You know, so they really did a good job of that tone. So tell me 
how Wendy's has reacted to this attention? Uh, they have really embraced it. Mm-hmm. You know, there have been uh, a lot of articles where, where Wendy's, specifically the corporate account, has said, yeah, they, they hire SAS masters to do their roasting. Right. And um, and then it's funny, the the woman who runs the account, it's a, just a team of three people, but Amy Brown is the name of the woman who runs the account. And nice. she has she has won awards for working at Wendy's that I didn't know existed. Funniest manager. Mm-hmm. She won the Funniest Manager Award, yeah. which got her apparently promoted to being in charge of three people, you know, roasting yeah. people on social media. Yeah. I will tell you that the bigger my Twitter following got, the more nervous I, I became about writing things that could be like too snarky, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But where do you think that line is? You know, it's funny because I was reading through some of the other sort of highlighted tweets. And um, one of the things I thought was close, right? At uh, CEO Fono says, your food is trash. And Wendy says, no, your opinion is, though. And I thought, wow, wow, that's a slap. (laughs) Right. Nice. Do you have any other ones you want to share? Any good ones? No, those were the only ones I wrote down. A lot of them involve photos. Like, where's the nearest McDonald's? And she would respond with a picture of a trash can. I gotcha. Yeah, you know, so they are. They're really clever. And they do sort of toe that line of being borderline disrespectful. That's right. um, But but staying just south of right. it. Right. And, and in fact, Thuggy D even responded eventually with a hashtag respect and a photo of his Wendy's nice. lunch. That's right. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it seems to be going over really well with everybody. That's right. And, and then if, I, and if I'm not mistaken, uh, in Hawaii, the beef is, in fact, frozen. That's oh. the, the only state where you, you can't get <laughs> Refrigerated all the frozen. way over there. That's right. So, <laughs> or um, raise your own cows. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I should just point out that uh, I have a sister named Amy Brown. But it is not this Amy Brown. Are you sure? So I, well, you know, we're not that close, so it's possible. <laughs> I bet she's funny. <laughs> she, I saw her at Christmas, so she might... Hang on here. Hey, Pete. <laughs> All right. Sorry about that. Oh, this is this is going great. How do you guys think it's going? <laughs> it's going well. Good. All right. You just seem really strident about ending the conversations, though. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm watching the clock. You know, I, I you are done. I love <laughs> I I love podcasts that come in right at 20 minutes. Right, that's about the the length of the average American commute. It's how long it takes me to drive to work. So I'm really trying to bring these in around 20 minutes this year. So, all right, Jen, you ready? Sure, Pete. Let's start with a knock knock joke. Hang on here. Okay. Knock knock, Pete. Who's there? Jen. Jen who? Jen wants to tell you about dollhouses and murder. Awesome. Yes. I will say I did not this expect this. This is the this. best. This is the best <laughs> okay. segment already. <laughs> okay, Pete, do so you have any idea why I might be coming on the Mindset Digital Podcast to talk about dollhouses and murder? I, I honestly do not. Okay. Well, we're oh, gonna... wait, wait, wait. Is it is it like maybe one of those true crime podcasts? Close, but maybe a little creepier than that. Okay, Okay. so let's start with murder, since you seem excited about that. So you might remember our buddy Matt was talking about. I've never seen you light up quite like this at work, by the way. As soon as she said, we never get to talk about slaughter at work, and I really miss it. Our buddy Hope runs a horror movie blog, so she's pretty pumped that I'm talking about murder, which I did not tell her ahead of time. So. Um, Let's circle back around to our buddy Amazon Echo, the tubular home assistant. Well, um, police in Arkansas have tried to acquire Amazon Echo data for a man who had a guy dead in his hot tub, Uh and they believe that the Amazon Echo voice data might include clues to the murder. Yes. Yes. And Amazon has chosen not to release that data, apparently. They gave away... His basic account information and his purchases. So let's hope he didn't buy a noose or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did not give away the voice data. So uh, again, just to recap, the, the Echo has like seven microphones in it. So mm-hmm. it can really hear a, a pretty 
wide amount, but how much is it record? How much is it actually recording? In terms of like feet around it, I don't know the answer to that. Do you or, know, Matt? Or, or more, more like I know it wakes up. It's always listening for the wake word, right? Oh, yes, it's it's hearing everything. I believe so. It's, I believe it saves the last twenty minutes of audio, but it okay. rec- but it logs all of your questions. I so gotcha. In like text form. That's right. But, yeah, because but, you can see in the app. Right. Right. But I think it's it. just deleting every twenty I minutes gotcha. of the audio. Okay. So the big takeaway here is if you're listening to this thinking, oh, I have an echo and it is hearing me, you should know that you can go into your Amazon settings and delete the voice recordings that Alexa has made of you. Oh, you can do that manually? Yeah. So it's in the settings. So the big big takeaway from these two stories today is check your echo settings. So So it's like a tip to to, to criminals who listen to our podcast. We're popular in the prison system. (laughs) Let's move to non-criminals because let's talk about why non-criminals might care about this. So there there was a very charming story about um, a woman named Megan in, I think, Dallas, Texas. She got an Echo Dot for Christmas. So she's a late adopter. The Dot is the $50 Mm -hmm. smaller mini version of the Echo. And um, she let her daughter, Brooke, Mm -hmm. tell Alexa some knock-knock jokes. Uh And somehow in the process, Alexa ordered a $200 dollhouse and four dozen cookies. Nice. Yes. Nice. <laughs> that just arrived at their home. There yeah. it was. And the parents are taking it really well. They're donating the dollhouse to charity. They sure. said they're really enjoying the cookies. They're making it a teachable moment. Yeah. But, and I also looked up the dollhouse on Amazon. It yeah. is a really fly crib. Okay. It's like four stories tall. If you guys would like to look at it, it's called the Kid Sparkle, the Kid Craft Sparkle Mansion. Yep. It's every bit as amazing as that name makes it sound. Yeah. I would love to uh, know like the series of the conver- how that conversation started at Knock Knock and, and ended up with her saying, yeah, I'll take a dollhouse. That's the million dollar question, <laughs> right? Well, here's where it gets even more interesting. So a San Diego news station reported on this sweet little story. But right. during the report, the reporter said, Alexa, I love the part where the little girl says, Alexa, blank, a dollhouse. Uh-huh. And you can imagine what that fill-in word was. Right. And then all of the viewers' Alexas tried to blank a dollhouse. Yeah. <laughs> so um, nice. Amazon has promised to cancel any orders made by mistake. Yeah. And um, the takeaway here is that if you go into settings, you can set a numerical code that has to be said before Alexa will actually confirm anything you ordered by voice. Uh, very good. Actually, that's a good idea because I will tell you, my kids order stuff all the time, and then I just find out because I get emails from our various accounts. Yeah, I mean, you can also totally turn off voice ordering, Mm -hmm. but then you're going to miss the sales. All right, let's see. All right, I got that off a lot quicker that time. That's good. I do have one more follow-up question for you. So on the the deal with the police, Mm -hmm. is there pushback from the law enforcement community? You know how there was the whole FBI, Apple thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Is it one of those situations, or is is this just like an Arkansas police department, so they're not going to go to the mattress on it? It seems like I, I haven't heard the follow up, but it seems like it's a really open question of what data is open, what isn't. It yeah. has to do with what the terms and conditions said when you signed up for Echo versus iPhone. Yeah. It depends on how they store the data. And the one thing that's interesting to me is I read one version of this story. I don't know if this is true, but they said that the same guy in the same house owns another smart device that yeah. measures his water output. Because remember, uh, the guy yeah, was yeah. found dead in a hot tub. Right. And that company supposedly released the water usage. That's right. That might would suggest possibly that the hot tub was emptied and refilled. Exactly. So it kind of depends on the particular device. Yeah. Very good. I, I have found that Alexa seems to understand me much better than Siri or Cortana or OK Google or any of the other AI that I talk to in my daily life. For some reason, they just seem to. Maybe it's because we have a, a pretty narrow set of parameters around our relationship. Siri keeps insisting my name is George. George. I've nice. changed it several times, and it just always goes back to, hello, George, yeah. all the time. 
Wiener does Siri call you Wiener or, or me? <laughs> it's, you know what? I don't use Siri that much, uh-huh. but I, I am really enjoying uh, Alexa's response so far. Although Jen just prompted me to pull up my Alexa app to go into my settings. Yeah. And I saw <laughs> that I have like a settings history of about five or six variations in a row of play song Yakety Sax, cancel, play theme Benny Hill, cancel, play Yakety Sax, cancel. So I don't know what was happening that afternoon, but I, I think my, my girlfriend was really excited you to You just hear. needed some... some- Theme music while you clean the we, apartment, right? <laughs> we did. We, we play that a lot to torment each other when, like, someone's really late or in a rush. Excellent. Because it's, like, the most annoying thing you can possibly listen to when you're in a hurry. Maybe we can license it for the outro of the show. So, well, that's good. I think we're going to talk a lot about actual AI and voice interaction this year because I think we're going to see a lot of movement in that space. So, Hope Ben, Matt Wiener, Jen Michaels, thanks for coming in. First podcast of the year. Uh, we'll see how it went, okay? We'll get some feedback and see if we can do this again. Thanks, Pete. Thanks, Pete. Thanks, Pete. Good times. This is not a drill. Repeat, this is not a drill. The Mindset Digital Podcast is brought to you by Mindset Digital. We bring workforces up to speed in our fast-forward digital world. If you like the show, please recommend us to a friend or even better, leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps. Have questions, comments, or ideas about the podcast you want to share with our team? Send them to podcast at mindsetdigital.com. This episode was produced by Pete Brown and Jessica James and featured Matt Wiener, Hope Madden, Jen Michaels, and me, Briavel Schultz. Audio mixing was done by Jeff Geller at Allegro Media Design. Some music in today's show is courtesy of the website audionautics.com and is licensed under a Creative Commons 3.0. We'll be back in a few weeks with our next episode. On behalf of everyone at Mindset Digital, I'm Bria Schultz. Good times. Good times.